Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yankees feeds Australia. Good weight. They come right through. White's over the top looking for the turnover, looking for the penalty. He gets the result. Quade Cooper for the win. It's on its way. It's on its way. It's good. Quade Cooper is the man. Wow, he... He's changed. Quade Cooper's changed. His uh, perspective in New Zealand has gone from uh, someone we used to boo to someone we are actually celebrating at the moment on the back of uh, that wonderful kicking performance at the weekend. Uh, Morgan Turanui, a former Wallaby, of course, stand sport commentator. Um, you know, you haven't tasted a lot of success this year, Morgan, and it looked uh, with the 80 minutes up as if it might have been uh, denied you again, but all of a sudden Quade Cooper comes to the fore and... Uh, all of a sudden, he also gets citizenship, it seems. Well, it's amazing what a win does. Because you know, like that in sport, it's the way the world goes. Uh, these were strange bedfellows with uh, even all-black supporters cheering on the Wallabies at the moment. But, you know, it was a great moment for a, a good mate of mine, a guy I played some footy with. And a lot of the commentary around it right around the world has been just seeing how much he's matured into a, into a, you know, a more humble and, and considered human being. And it's funny, it was a really understated Quake Cooper performance. And it was a great opportunity for him to, to finish it off like that. I think everyone is in sport in the, in the game of rugby at the moment is, is happy for Quade Cooper. Um, I don't know why he, he didn't just do the, the traditional thing for a, a New Zealand-born man going to Australia, just marry a young Aussie girl. My father did it. It's an easy way to get citizenship, I would have thought. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and a good, uh, good choice, too. There's some lovely lovely ones over there. Uh, really lovely <laughs> ones over there, Morgan. Hey, um... Uh, yeah, it's interesting actually. It was interesting for me actually that uh, Dave Rennie went for him because he's shown so much faith in in Lollasia, uh throughout the season. What do you think prompted that change at that point? Yeah, I think I can see that, that Noah's form tailed off a bit. I do feel for him. I think his first eight test matches, five of them were against the All Blacks. So not many brand new number 10s have to cope with that. Uh, and I, I think it was just don't go to the well too many times. And I think if James O'Connor had have been fit, then he might have stepped in a bit earlier. He wasn't quite ready. Uh, to, to, Matt Tomua and Reece Hodge, they're really not 10, and Noah probably needed a break. And for that moment in time, Quaid was actually a really logical choice. It was obviously on the back of the meeting with Dave and him being in southeast Queensland around all these quarantine and COVID issues we have around the world. So it was very much about someone who was there. And then... You know, as the comms have been coming out of the Wallaby squad, he's just been impressive within the environment. So uh, in terms of the development pathways of Australian rugby, it's not great that we have to go all the way back to the well. But in terms of this moment in time and the proof was on the weekend that it was an inspired choice by Dave Rennie. Would you have any idea where they're at with James O'Connor at the moment? Yeah, he's back in full training. And last week in the selection meeting, the, the comms are that they just said he's not quite ready. So I would think that he's probably available this week. Uh, and that throws up different challenges now. Quaid, he's earned another start. Uh, 15, still an issue with the Wallabies. Tom Banks has been solid without being inspiring. Obviously, the examination by the All Blacks 
Wallabies came up short and Tom Banks did individually. A little bit the same on the weekend with the, the aerial battle with the box. So is there a bit of a movement at 15 to accommodate them both? I'm not sure. I think you'll see O'Connor somewhere in the 23, even if it's off the bench. Uh, Quade Cooper, well, I won't say he's getting on, but he's certainly closer to the end and the beginning of his career. But speaking of the, the beginning or near to it, uh, you were with him uh, as a teenager. What, what was he like back then coming into the side compared to what he's like now? Yeah, look, he was just amazingly talented. Um, and, you know, like a Benji Marshall-style player for league fans and, you know, the mercurial side of a Carlos Spencer really reminded me of that. In fact, you know, the, the, the Cooper versus Foley was almost the Mertens versus Spencer in Australia for a while. Um, but I think the gap between his best and his worst was always the huge thing. I, I loved playing with him as a centre, as an outside back, to play with someone like that, to see this amazingly talented kid it was great to play with on the week. It wasn't always that good doing tracking drills and that with him through the week. You could get embarrassed with his crazy footwork. But the other thing about him is he's a bit of a rugby nerd. He loves the game. He watches footy. Uh, he always tests himself. And what he learned too as he matured, he was always been a hard-working trainer as well. He's in great physical condition, which is why at this age at the back end, he can still perform. And on the back of all those sorts of things, he's a mature human being. We've seen it with James O'Connor. We've seen it with lots of sports, but in different sports around the world. Sometimes they make some poor choices early on. They mature. Sometimes they're humbled by their sport. And we're seeing a, a mature young man, Quade Cooper, who's a bit more at peace with himself, I think. And it's, it's translated into a, in a quality 80-minute performance on the weekend. Uh, you know, we're just talking about basically one kick a goal or one kick a goal or another narrow loss. And there's been, you know, some narrow margins involving Dave Rennie's Wallabies. But uh, what would you think it will have done for Dave Rennie's profile in Australia, that win over the current world champions? Well, I think within rugby, I think Dave, I think everyone can see what Dave's trying to do. And we're, most of us are quite objective about where we're at. With, when we're always comparing ourselves to the All Blacks and now the Springboks. Mm. I think a lot of us are aware of where we're at. We're just not quite there. Um, and so there was no real pressure on Dave himself or his role. I think everyone in Australia is backing him all the way to the World Cup. But I think it just releases a bit of the pressure valve. It, it, it creates a better environment in camp, a, a better mood in camp. Everyone has a spring in their step, nothing like a win, no matter how it comes about. And I think this Wallaby group sort of needed that. We talk about all the sacrifices that, that footballers and sportsmen are making right around the world to play their sport. You know, this Wallaby group's been away from home since the beginning of June. It's great to get a win. Uh, it's a better week in camp. And, and it just gives a little bit of um, validation for the things Dave's been working on. And you said it, Smitty. It could easily have been a loss. The Springboks didn't goal kick well. Look, can you arm? You think it's the easiest put-down of all time. Doesn't score a try. There's so many sliding doors moments in test mm. matches. This is a couple of good moments for the Wallabies that they needed. And now gives them an opportunity over the next three weeks to see if they can back it up. What has been encouraging, Morgan, is the form of Tate McDermott, uh, who's been a spark, an absolute spark. He's busy, um, you know, he's aggressive, he runs around the fringes. Um, exciting, very exciting. Yeah, it is. And these kids, in a perfect world, they make those mistakes more coming off the bench. You know, there's a high error rate sometimes that young kids come in. Tate's becoming more and more polished. And he'll learn. You know, he's played against Aaron Smith. He'll learn shaking hands with Aaron Smith after a game and having a quick chat to him about footy. He learns training with Nick White. He's got great coaching staff around him. So being the positive side to being away from home and in rugby environments for long periods of time is perhaps it'll accelerate the development of a guy like Tate McDermott. And it's funny to see Tate at nine, Cooper at 10 and Karevi at 12. There's a fair few threats there that the box had to worry about defensively. They actually found some space out wide, which 
the Lions and Argentina definitely didn't do. And I'm sure the All Black supporters, from you guys' point of view, were interested to see that there was space out wide if you're good enough to get there. What did you make of uh, the Springbok style of play in general? Well, you know what? I'm, I have huge respect for the way they play because it's effective. It wins games. It plays to their strengths. You know, kicking a lot, being comfortable without the ball, it's not only the box that do it around the world. Argentina do it a fair bit as well. Uh, and obviously lots of the Northern Hemisphere teams have done it for a time. They're just better at it than everyone else. They scored three tries to one. They can say, yeah, three more tries to one try, those sorts of things. But it's effective to them. It it plays to their strengths. What are they? Great at set piece, really physical. And guys like McKimpy and Causey in the air, Colby when he's back, there's really, they're, they're really um, relevant ways to play the game. I, I'm never going to stand here and decry the way they play the game. I do think I can't wait to see the All Blacks play the box because All Blacks is very much a, a total rugby so that you can play all different styles. And I can't wait to see the way the New Zealand rugby staff and players try to unpick that impressive box way of playing. I don't think they'll change too much. I think they'll go back and go, look, be more physical, be more set-piece, maybe kick even more, just be a little bit more disciplined. We kick one of the goals that we missed or we sneak a try uh, with Luke Tanyo and and we win that test match. I think anything that wins uh, is really important at test match rugby. So you believe that uh, with that All Blacks expansive liking for the game, um, the, the box could shut them down because, uh, you know, uh, they've done it before and they're capable of, of denying the All Blacks the, the kind of rugby they want? Yeah, I think they are. But the thing about the All Blacks is that it's not all about expansive because set-piece is, is reliable, can play really physical, can play tight, can play territory. Uh, that's the key with the All Blacks is if you, if you shut down plan A, maybe the box will be able to shut down plan A. Well, it's always been a great strength for mine watching the All Blacks play is plan B, plan C, plan D. All parts of their game I talk about is an examination with the All Blacks. You can't just go, well, we're going to shut down their expansive play. Let's rush up and shut it down. What about the varied kicking game we've seen from Richie Mwanga and Bowden Barrett right through this year? You can't just try and shut down one part of the All Blacks game because they're like the Hydra. You've got that many heads, you cut one off and two more grow back. So that's what I'm really interested to see is how the All Blacks go about unpicking that defence and, and, and whether the box can, 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 can really cope with um, the way the All Blacks can shift the way they play the game within an 80-minute period. You know, the player I'm, I'm most happy for uh, about that uh, Wallaby last gasp win the other night is Michael Hooper. I, I don't think there's anyone that deserved to get on the right side of a tight one um, in a long time as, as Michael Hooper. He, he just continues to amaze us over here. He's got great respect over here, uh, I can tell you, uh, Morgan, for the way he just keeps going at it. Yeah, well, sometimes you feel from you see him go and go for 80 minutes week in, week out, and puts his body on the line, and he's normally got some blood running down his face by the end of it. And, yeah, I think that's, that's a, a big part of it was that, you know, he's not even 30 years old yet, and he's already equally most cap- captain for the Wallabies with George Gregan. We'll go past that this week. Um, he, that's the only thing that will, will stop him going down as an absolute great in the game is, is the trophy cabinet. Um, and so wins like this, when you see a guy put everything into the jersey, everything into the team, continue to grow as a leader as well. You know, he had captaincy thrust upon him early. Uh, it's been some hard times for him. So that's a, that's a, and even the, the decision-making of, of saying to Quaid, no, Quaid, you're my guy, you take the goal. Reese Hodgson up, you step back. Little decisions like that will be a real great moment for him to sit back and have a beer and, and think about a job well done, which he hasn't always been able to do over 100-plus test matches. 
Morgan, can I ask you an overall question about the game at the moment? One of the things we're finding now is the the officiating of it and uh, the constant referral to uh, the man upstairs, etc., stretching the spectacle out. I mean, uh, there was some sort of figure put through that the All Black game almost lasted two hours. Two hours. Uh, is, is that good for the game? Uh, I know it's important to get things right, but at the expense of everything, is that a problem that you you sort of foresee? Yeah, it's, it's not perfect, is it? Actually, I was pretty happy because Mertz and myself were doing the, the post-game show, and we didn't even have to come back on air because there was no time. We went straight to the to the, the Wallabies <laughs> Springboks uh, preparation. So it was great. We got paid to do nothing, just watch rugby. They brushed us, so we were very happy. And I know not all people in TV would have been happy to miss out on their airtime, but both Mertz and I were pretty happy. But, uh, yeah, look, there's the balance, isn't there? We want accuracy. Professional sport, professional rugby is, is big business, and it's so important to so many people. So... We want the right decisions made, but not at the expense of the entertainment value and the enjoyment that people can take out of it. So there's always a balance. Um, if we can get decisions done really quickly, that's even better. If we can maximise in-play time, that's even better. If we, if we, can, if we can go hard at offside line and, and maybe make the ruck as clean as we can, then the product itself will look great and maybe the game flows a bit more. But, look, that, that is a little bit of an, an anomaly, that game. Uh, not often do they go that long. Uh, but for mine, look, it's not ideal, but that balance between accuracy and entertainment is, is, is a tough one to tread at the moment. I, I think you'd agree with me. Yeah, I do, Morgan. Um, I'm not sure what the easy answer is to it, to be fair to please Yeah, everybody. I probably but, didn't answer your question uh, there, did I? I, I avoided the question <laughs> for you there. Sorry about that. Uh, no, no problem at all, mate. But uh, great to chat to you overall, uh, particularly um, after a, a really good Wallaby performance. So let's uh, hope they can back up again. Uh, this weekend, and uh, then of course uh, they'll get strength and character, I think, and confidence uh, over Argentina. Could be a good month for you guys. Could be a really good month. Well, I think the box are going to bounce back pretty hard, so it'll be great to see if we can cope with that. I know it's coming. The physicality will be ramped up. Can the Wallabies often, you know, you've seen yourself, the Wallabies will have a good win, maybe even against the All Blacks with a big win, and can't back it up the next week, so that's a huge challenge this week, and just great to have double-headed rugby's in our time zone. Um, and thanks for having me on after a win, not over the, the previous few weeks. Much easier chat to have with you. <laughs> Hey, look, we're open-minded here, mate. It was you. It was <laughs> hey, to be fair. To be fair, it was you or Mertz, and you're always our preference. Okay, good. I'll quote you on that. <laughs> good on you, Morgan. Hey, always good. Always good to catch up with you, mate. Love your comments too uh, on the telly.